In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. Welcome back to another show. As always, we've got 15 minutes, so we're going to make the most of them. Join with my boy, Ian Wright. Ian, how are we doing? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's Thursday, so not too bad. Uh, the week is over halfway done. Virtually nothing in the NFL has occurred for the course of a week, so we don't look like huge idiots missing out on stuff. But other than that, not too and too bad. What's good in London? Uh, well, the, the weather's improving over here, so uh, we're getting there. Lockdown's nearer I- to ending, so we can all go out and party soon. Um, but... It's plenty of time, more, more time for Browns podcast. So we're going to jump straight in. This week, we've seen kicking off of the franchise tag period. The Browns ain't tagging anyone in 2021. Don't think that's going to be a surprise to any of our listeners. You guys are well informed. So we took a little look back. Hey, when have the Browns last used the franchise tag? Got twice with uh, Mr. Phil Dawson. Well, three times, three times, two players. Because if you remember right, the most famous player in Browns history got it twice. So, Mr. Phil Dawson, 2011. Mr. Phil Dawson in 2012. And there wasn't a franchise tag, but comes into the same area. Um, was a transition tag for Alex Mack. Um, so yeah, the, the, the Browns fans may remember, Alex Mack was kind of trying to see what was out there. The Browns said, all right, we'll let you, we'll put the transition tag on you. He went out and got, I believe, an offer sheet from the Jacksonville Jaguars, at which the Browns were able to match. match. And then a couple of years later is when he left to go to the Atlanta Falcons and followed the legendary Kyle Shanahan. So, yeah, I mean, Dawson, if you remember right back then, I mean, kickers were basically peanuts. But the Browns were actually mocked quite large across the league for using the franchise tag on a kicker. So it was something that, you know, they've only done a few times and, when you don't have good players and, or you get all your players signed to good contracts, you don't have to worry about the franchise tag or the transition tag. Yeah, so it's one that ideally you always want to be at a point when you don't need to use it. It's usually, hey, you, you needed more time to see on a player and you've used it as sort of a bargaining chip to tie him into a deal. Um, but yeah, th- there can be odd scenarios. So what we're going to do is we're just basically going to, hey, look, when might they realistically use it next? So 2021 real quick, Jack, just so people understand when you apply the franchise tag on a player, the contract is 100% guaranteed. Correct. Yeah. So just because revoke people gotcha. I'll say explain maybe the salary cap to maybe why people don't use it as much um, in terms of the dollars and how it counts. Yeah. So it's sort of the average of the top five players over the last, five years and then it, they changed the metric so it's like inflated for salary cap but effectively it's really really pricey so it's not something you ever want to get in the habit of and as well if you then tag a player for a year you, you end up with a dangerous uh, sort of process obviously the the biggest name if you think franchise tags Kirk Cousins 
um, massively earned one of the most valuable QBs in terms of the money he was getting over that spell just because piles through. The second year is 120% of the last year. Um, so you'll see some salary ca- uh, franchise tag numbers that are quite low this year just because the cap's dropped. When the cap goes back up, it will fly back up to where it should be. Um, but, but, it's, but in essence, it's a one-year fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. It's almost the Eagles and the Rams would have gone that route with Mr. Goff and Mr. Wentz. Well, yeah, it's it's one where it can be a perfect scenario um, to say, hey, we just need a little bit more. Or it gives you the opportunity as well. If you're going, hey, we really want to extend this player. We just need a little bit more time. You put him on the franchise tag and you try to get a deal done. Um, so remember in your head, guys, this is lower than it would normally be because of the salary caps down. You're looking quarterback, 24 million. Um, edge, just under 18 uh, wide receiver, 16 and a half, linebacker, 15 and a half, cornerback, 15, um, O-line, 14 and a half, um, defensive tackle, 14, safety, 12, running back, 11, tight end, 10, and special teams, 5. So it's not crazy money um, for some of those smaller positions, but in terms of the positional market, it's pretty much up there with some of your highest players. Yeah, so if you go through the Browns roster, there's nobody that fits the bill. None of the big core guys are coming into that final year where you have to use it or lose them. So yeah, I think the Browns will be passing on any franchise. I mean, yeah, there's really no possibility to even use a transition tag or franchise tag on anyone. Yeah, and you've got to obviously be a free agent. So your Olivier Vernon, your Terrence Mitchells, guys like that, you can all sign them to cheaper deals than the franchise tag. So you're only using the franchise tech for star, star players. So 2021 will be ruled out. Next, we're going to jump into 2022. So the first name I'm going to throw out there and say I can't see it happening is Sheldon Richardson. He's the only uh, sort of, could be a free agent next year. He's in that sort of cusp of, hey, he's a really good player. Um, But I can't see Sheldon Richardson getting tagged. Um, I'm actually going to work on an extension article, hopefully this weekend. So um, I'm going to look at extending him if they want to do that this offseason. But I can't see him getting tagged, even if they don't do a deal. Yeah, considering the Aaron Donald contract, you know, skewing up the averages. Yeah, Sheldon isn't a top five defensive tackle in the league. He shouldn't be paid like a top five defensive tackle in the league. It doesn't make any sense to pay him like a top five defensive tackle in the league. They're not going to use it on Sheldon. The next name is Ronnie Harrison could have a breakout year this year and they struggle to get a deal done. The reason why I don't think this would land in a franchise tag is because we almost see in the safety room, the free safeties get paid bigger deals than like the strong safeties. And Harrison obviously falls in that strong safety bucket. So I can't see that happening in 2022. Yeah. If you think about even like back in, I remember Troy Palomalo, I think got the tag of the year. He was more of a box, but he also played free. Unless he were to come out and have five or six interceptions and maybe some forced fumbles, I think he'd have to put up a few more stats because, you know, what's weird about the franchise tags for like offensive linemen, the guard, the center, and the tackles are all weighed together. So if you franchise tag an offensive tackle versus a center, it's the same amount. Inside and outside linebackers are the same unless they're an edge rusher 
like a TJ Watt, then they're put into the edge defender categories. So it's a little bit wonky how it goes. Um, I had heard something on Joel Corey's podcast where they hadn't even figured out if Shaq Barrett's franchise tag from last year made him a linebacker or an edge defender. So it's, it's a little bit weird how they do it. Same with the safeties. Free safety, strong safety. On average, the big money's all gone to the free safeties. So no, yeah. I, I don't see Ronnie Harrison get through either. Perfect transition with that one. Um, penultimate guy I want to touch on in 2022 is Wyatt Teller. Um, Wyatt Teller could be one of them people who's the perfect example of, hey, we want to see another year. We want to check that he's this guy before. Um, and, and it might be one, say this was his fourth year and he had the breakout year now where it'd actually be a reasonable tag if there was a guard or an interior O-line franchise tag. The issue is you're not going to give him a tag um, as a tackle money because it just blows it out of all proportion. So he's not there. The one I do want to throw out there, though, and I could actually see as the one in 2022, is Nick Chubb. Um, if they don't go the option of paying him this offseason when I think it's the only real ideal time when an extension needs doing, if you're going to do it, then you could look to tag him in 2022, maybe go the sort of Derek Henry route. Um, so that is sort of the option. Because running backs are so like 6% of whatever the cap would be. If I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere in the 6% range. Um, so you're looking at, yeah, a guy like Chubb possibly getting $12 million. It would probably be a little bit of a one-year. Like I said, you're getting that fifth year out of him. At that point there, I think it's pretty much common knowledge that the running backs decline in value. So instead of paying, you know, Le'Veon Bell obviously tested that market to see if he could do it. And we see what's happened to his career post sitting out a year on the franchise tag and then going to get a contract. So that's that that is definitely a possibility is it's not a huge amount of money. And he's a guy that you obviously want to keep around. So another one I'll throw out there. Um, if we get all the way up to 2023. Three, so Ward and Baker both get their fifth-year options this year. There could be the route where Ward has some injuries, and they're like, oh, "We don't want to get a deal done yet." Um, we let him play out his fifth year in 2022, and they go, "Look, we we still don't know. We've got some young guys that we like in the room, but we almost want Ward back just one more year to sort of decide: Hey, do we extend? Do we not?" That wouldn't be crazy for me if they're still sort of in that room, where, in that position where they're like, look, we don't, we, we're not sure if he's the guy, but our room's not got enough talent where we can just go, yeah, you can walk and hit free agency. Or it could be one where they tag and trade him. Ward at least is a guy who plays a core position, has the ability to be a top five guy, you know, these are all the things that you look at when assigning a tag, right? You obviously don't put tags on fullbacks and things like that. So a top, a top tier position, a top tier guy when he's healthy, I think that is a perfect example where, you know what, let's put the tag on Ward that guarantees he's here for a sixth year. And if you like what you see, you give him an extension. And also it could not, it might not necessarily be about uh, whether you want him back or not. It could be about the money. You know, Ward could say, I want this much money. And you say, well, listen, we're only obligated to give you this much and you could use it as a negotiating tool. So, yeah, I think those are along the lines of what you're looking at more down the future. You know, obviously, if they get a deal with Ward done sooner, then you don't have to worry about that. 
the deep Podesta guardrail says lock guys up early. So, you know, I'm sure the deep Podesta and all those guys try to avoid using the, the franchise tag once they get a chance. Some of the players aren't a big fan of it because they obviously want to hit free agency period. And if they don't have the chance to do it, they're a little bummed about it. Last name, 2023. If I had to bet who is the player that gets the franchise tag next in Cleveland Browns. For me, it's this guy. One of the top right tackles in the league last year. The best right tackle in the league, sorry, according to PFF. It's Jack Conklin. I think this could be a perfect example of, hey, they've got him under contract for three years. They almost want four, potentially five at most. Four's ideal because then you can transition from Conklin and the sequencing straight into your um, Wills deal. And that way you can use the franchise tag to get that extra gear that you want without sitting down and going, hey, he wants another three years minimum. We don't want to give three years. We want two years. We'll settle for one though. And you use that tag. If Say if you go into, well, we want to see what's there for the draft. Actually, we need to use this pick on something else or whatever happens there. So that I think could certainly be one just as a, a little wild card in there. Oh, it, t- it totally makes sense. Especially if, you know, you got Jedrick Wills, that would be going into his fifth year. So he would still be on rookie money. Uh, fifth year, fourth, fourth, fourth year. Fourth, fourth year. year. Fourth year. Yeah. So he's still on rookie money. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, so that, that's just sort of a, a discussion that I thought would be interesting. I sort of bounced around with a few people on Twitter. Um, but no, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Um, make sure you do us a favor and send this show to one other person that you know is a Browns fan. Drop them a message and be like, hey, guys, check out this show. Um, it means the world to us. Uh, five-star reviews, like, retweet it. Incredible the amount of support you guys are getting. Uh, contacting me, contacting Ian, contacting Paul. Um, but no, my Twitter, at Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. DMs are open. Any questions you want us to discuss? Tweet us, DM us, let us know. Ian, where can they find you on Twitter? At Ian19 on Twitter. But I, you know, Jack, I did get a question and somebody asked, where's Paul Brown? You know, it's maybe the one question we can't answer. The namesake of the podcast, they said, hey, Ian, love you and Jack. Your intros suck. Where's Paul? He's just on a sort of had a little bit too much partying in Super Bowl. Even though it was a month ago, he's coming down to terms. And I believe he'll be back on at the weekend. He was, he was too busy recruiting all the pretty girls to come be Browns. So I'm all for it. The, better, the more fans we get, the better. And on that note, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.